0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Oz. It is Tuesday, the 28th of September. My name is Sam Kozlowski. Joining me today on the pod is Zara Seidler. Let's quickly wrap around the COVID figures from yesterday. In Victoria, there were 705 cases, and New South Wales recorded 787. That is the same first number for both, if I'm not mistaken. And in the ACT, there were 19 new cases. Zara, yesterday we heard some pretty big announcements from not only New South Wales, but the ACT as well. Kick us off with New South Wales. What changed?
1: It was a big day for roadmaps. New South Wales Premier Gladys barry outlined what the state will look like when we reach that 80% fully vaccinated threshold. So basically, when we hit that, which we're expecting to be around two weeks after the 11th of October, we know that gyms, personal services, entertainment facilities, and retail stores will all reopen for people who have had both doses of the vaccine, and this is where the discrepancies between those who are vaccinated and those who are unvaccinated become really clear, because the Premier also outlined what the unvaccinated can do, and it is a whole lot less than what the rest of the population will be doing at that time. For those who are unvaccinated, greater freedoms will not happen until at least the 1st of December.
0: Meanwhile, in the nation's capital, the ACT also unveiled its roadmap out of lockdown with a four-step approach. Here's a little bit about what the Chief Minister, Andrew Barr, had to say about the roadmap.
1: So these steps
2: will see us transition from high to medium, then low, and finally baseline public health measures.
0: So the lockdown in Canberra is going to end on the 15th of October when 80% of its population is expected to be fully vaxxed. Further restrictions are going to be easing on the 29th of October when all retail can reopen. Importantly for young people, all students will return to -to face-to-face learning by the 1st of November
1: these roadmaps are not easy to understand we've tried to break them down on our instagram so head over there if there is something in particular that you want to know you can also always just send us a dm if there's anything that remains unclear to you Heading overseas now and preliminary results in Germany's election indicates that the left-leaning Social Democratic Party, the SPD, has won the most seats, beating the party of former Chancellor Angela Merkel, the Christian Democratic Union. However, with just over 25% of the vote, the SPD must now form a coalition in order to form government.
0: And today's good news is about France, and it's not about the fight that we're having with them. They will double the number of COVID-19 vaccine doses they send to developing countries, bringing their total to 120 million doses. This was announced by French President Emmanuel Macron during the Global Citizen concert that was held yesterday. It comes as President Joe Biden of the US announced that his country would donate an additional 500 million vaccines to developing countries, bringing the total donation to more than a billion. Fresh off his meeting with Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison and the US President Joe Biden, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, is facing an interesting crisis in his country. It's a developing issue and it's one that we wanted to get on top of now before it really escalates. As one senior government insider said overnight, the situation in England is very bad. The root of this crisis is petrol. So we've got a situation where almost a third of petrol stations in the country have run out of the two main grades of fuel. And as you can imagine, there has been momentous demand for the petrol that's left and massive queues. To tell us more about this story, we're joined by Mariah. Mariah, what on earth is happening in the UK?
2: So as you said, there is a lack of supply of fuel at many petrol stations in the UK. And BP, an oil and gas company, released a statement saying, with the intense demand seen over the past two days, we estimate that around 30% of sites do not currently have either of the main grades of fuel. So this means that petrol stations and operators have had to either ration supplies of fuel or completely close altogether. This has now sparked panic buying amongst civilians in the UK. And as you said, there's massive, massive queues outside of petrol stations as people are wanting to get their supply of fuel.
0: And what do we put this major change in the conditions down to? Is it a Brexit-driven crisis?
2: So the lower supplies in fuel is actually a result of the UK experiencing a shortage of long-distance truck drivers. The shortage of the truck drivers is resulting in a shortage of fuel being transported. Transport Minister Grant Shapps of the UK attributed the truck driver shortage to the pandemic, which disrupted the qualification process of becoming a truck driver. And that then prevented new labour entering the market. So an increase in demand in the fuel from the lack of transport of fuel has resulted in that panic buying that we saw. So it's actually a lack of truck drivers transporting the fuel that is caused the lack of supply in petrol stations.
0: Interestingly, when I was having a read about this further, it sounds like there's also some elements of an ageing workforce and this massive exodus of foreign workers following Britain's departure from the European Union next year. So it sounds like they're now in a situation where they don't have enough bodies to literally drive the trucks to get to the petrol stations. Is the UK government taking any steps to resolve this?
2: I'm also just going to add, Sam, the Brexit point that you mentioned is a super important one. There's a lot of strong discourse around Brexit being a contributing factor to this situation as well. Opposition Labor Party leader Keir Starmer linked the shortage to Brexit and said, this is a complete lack of planning. We exited the EU. Just one consequence was there was going to be a shortage of heavy goods vehicle drivers. That was predictable and it was predicted. So this is not something that has just come out of the pandemic, according to quite a few people. This is also a result of Brexit. So then as a result of this, the government has had to introduce some measures, including temporary visas for 5,000 fuel tanker and food lorry drivers to work up, especially in the lead up to Christmas. There's concerns about getting supplies during that really busy time. And then in response to the panic buying, the government has also suspended competition laws between oil firms to make it easier for the companies to share information and prioritise parts of the country that are in most need of the fuel supply. And according to the BBC, the government is actually reportedly considering even deploying the army to distribute supplies of fuel around the nation as well. So there's quite a lot going on in the short term to hopefully alleviate some of that pressure.
0: Tell me a little bit about that competition point, because I think it's a a fascinating one. So, What exactly do you mean by removing competition laws here? Does that mean that the fuel companies are are working together?
2: In a sense, yeah. So they will have the opportunity to be able to discuss further with each other and implement certain arrangements to ensure that the parts of the nation and the parts of the UK that need the supply most will be able to get it in time or will be able to get it faster there's going to be more collaboration between those firms.
0: A fascinating situation that the UK finds itself in, and it truly is a a confluence of factors coming together. Because I think, ultimately, you can't really isolate Brexit or the COVID pandemic or other economic factors or high oil prices. I mean, everything is coming together in what really sounds like a perfect storm. The losers are the people in the queues trying to fill up a tank of petrol. We'll be keeping an eye on this story. It's a fascinating one. In Australia, we're seeing record high petrol prices. It's not to do with the same issues as we're seeing in the UK. A lot of us rely on petrol prices and news about petrol prices to take into account of our weekly budgets, and it's really important news that we will continue to bring to you. That's all we've got time for on today's edition of The Daily Oz. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. It's where over 230,000 Australians get their news throughout the day. Also, join us on our brand new, revitalized, renovated newsletter. It's a fantastic way to start the day in your inbox. You can sign up on our website, thedailyoz.com.au. Have a fantastic Tuesday.